Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Happy Monday, everybody. Lots going on today, and let's get to it. Uh, and this, this uh, breaking news, we got the breaking news sounder. There you go, the Blaine Bishop breaking news sounder. Joe Milton will start a quarterback for the Tennessee Vols. I was going to get to it, but I, I think no, I like that's that better. A, that's okay. Anytime I ask for it, Blaine immediately goes into that, and I know we're covered on the breaking yeah. news sounder. Um, I, I will say I this. Always wanted to make news. Like, <laughs> you're uh, better than wind. I don't break anything. Uh, well, you break wind occasionally. Uh, oh, I definitely do that. <laughs> not in the so studio. I was trying to figure out if it's me or my dog. You know, you, just you never always know. blame the dog. Yeah, always. Ziggy. Always. Come on. Why'd you do? You, you got to go outside. We got an old dog. <laughs> he sometimes has an accident there. Uh, Joe Milton is a starting quarterback. Uh, really? Thursday night, Bowling Green. I will say this, and I, we don't have the audio pulled up, but I'm sure it's out there. The week he got here, it's, as soon as it was announced he was coming here, Blame was like, well, there's your starter, because if they liked the other guys, he wouldn't be coming here, yeah. right? If you'd seen enough all spring from any of those other guys, there wouldn't be no Joe Milton on a you know flight right now. To well, he, had, he would have had to literally poop down his pants. Both legs. Or his legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to not get the job. I mean, if it was going to be close – he still was going to have the nod. You had a chance to evaluate all your other quarterbacks before Milton got there in the spring. And so then when you intentionally go get a player after spring at quarterback, he is brought in to be the starter unless something goes awry, whether it's injury, he's not picking up the system. But potentially you're saying this is a guy we want to be the guy. He has all the tools. And with my coaching, he will be the guy. Right. So I don't. I don't think that was a surprise. It's kind of really laughable at this point in time. Well, you you know, as you playing Bowling Green, one of the worst uh, teams in the country. So it wasn't about that. I mean, I'm sure everybody on the team knew who was going to be the starter, if not when he first signed to, you know, here the last couple of weeks. Uh, and you got to rev it up a little bit on uh, on reps for the starter. But I, I think all the quarterbacks may get a shot. I, mean, I say all. Oh, I'm going to just say all three versus Bowling Green. And when you're in favor, what like thirty some points. I mean, yeah, I would think we're going to see a lot of different players at other positions as well. So, surprise, surprise. And then guess what? Surprise, this is my ding-dong of the week. Are you this going, announcement you, you, of Joe Milton is the starting quarterback. Really? Shocker. That is, man, come on. I, I don't even understand why we, we waited this long so he could just play it out so everybody could see it. Or, you know, the player. I mean, the players knew last week, I'm sure. Remember, Peyton Manning even knew. Isn't that right, Lucas? Last week, before everybody else, he said he knew. Yeah, isn't that true? I I missed this. <laughs> oh I yeah, Peyton Manning did. Oh, just go look at my timeline. I retweeted it. Yeah, last week he said that he knew who the starting quarterback was. Yeah, so Peyton Manning knew before everybody else. Well, <laughs> and, and as you pointed out, and as we've talked about it a lot on the show, um, everybody practices every day, and they see who takes all the number one reps. And, like, who takes the first – everybody on the team, there was 110 guys or whatever before all the walk-ons show up, the, the Rudys, as I call them. That's 110 guys out there practicing every day that know who the starter is. And they right. know and then how they would talk about him when he first got there, when he was – they said, man, when he throws a ball, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. He's going to hurt your fingers or he can throw that thing a long way. I mean, they were like, oh, he can throw it 80. Ooh. I don't think anybody else on the team can throw it 80. Hearing players and coaches talk about him, it's almost like they're in awe. Yeah, like Whether they're in awe. His size, his tools, it was like they no, just no, After they were doing that, it was like 
it was obvious that was the guy. Yeah, Cade May said I thought he was a defensive end when I met him. Wasn't there some talk, though? And, again, I'll lean on, on you to remember this, Lucas. Wasn't the talk for a, a few days at least about Milton? He throws the ball too hard. Yeah, that's what he messed <laughs> up some people's fingers. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't matter if you're five yards away or 25 yards away. He's go, just right going to fire it at easy, you. Man. He's, he's just going to pelt hey, calm you with down, the ball. Joe. So, well, good. They got the quarterback, and they know they got some, you know, quality uh, backup, you know, experienced players, in, you know, and Hooker and uh, Bailey, who I've played. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I think, man, to be honest, based off the schedule uh, and the returning players, I think this is probably the best situation a coach has come into at Tennessee in a while in their first year. I, I mean, to be honest, I mean, the schedule is light. Uh, and they have some talented players that need a development. And now he's got his quarterback. Man, the sky's the limit here, man. I, yeah, I, I think yeah, six wins, maybe even seven. They get on a little roll in the momentum, and, and you know, quarterback's playing well. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Well, you, you mentioned this. It, Bowling Green – Bowling Green might have been the worst team in the country last right. year. And I know it's a new year, but they returned a bunch of the dudes. and then The same guys. <laughs> they returned all, all those guys. So you said, okay, those guys are more experienced. Yeah. But then they lost two or three of their leading tacklers on a defense that gave up Did they? 310 rush yards per per game. What? I, I, I know that coach is not still there. Yes. It's the same coach. Leffler, uh, Lofler, he this is oh, year my. three for him. You remember when they came here in 2015 and played the Vols? They had two or three, like... Oh, it was awesome. Then they had one guy, he transferred to Alabama, the, the receiver. Yeah. Yeah. And he said might have been a mistake, but yeah, but yeah. he did get it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been a mistake. Well, but I mean, because yes, his playing time, he wasn't the, the main guy. Right. He was just one of the he other really good players. 90 at, at Bowling Green. Bowling he Green. went to Alabama and caught like 15 balls. They had a good quarterback, too. He still too. was talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, oh, they, they, they took it to, to the second half. Like third quarter, did Bowling Green <laughs> give it up? I mean, I was at that game live at, at Nissan Stadium or whatever. That was the flop up. game where they kept where they kept flopping. <laughs> yeah. Like two or three of them on a play would go down. To yeah, try because to they were running no huddle. Bowling Green was. They were, yeah. Well, oh. now it's changed. Now Tennessee's going to be the team that's running pretty much no huddle. Man, well, well, they're going to be flopping all over the plays place. every ten seconds. Hey, man, if if Lucas was calling games, I don't know if he could keep up. So this is. <laughs> They lost every game, if I'm not mistaken, by more than they only played Mac schools. They only played five. They played five Mac games. They didn't play any out of. So you can't say, well, they remember they lost to Alabama, seventy six to two. To no, there was none of that. They got beat by five Mac schools by an average. Well, they never got beat by less than twenty five points. <laughs> they were zero and five. They gave up forty five a game and scored eleven. They gave up 45 points a game and scored 11. They gave up 318 oh, oh, wait, rushing oh, yards per game. My phone's ringing from Bowling Green, Ohio. They, they need a coach. <laughs> this no, is horrible. That dude's seat has got to be on fire. And, and <laughs> schools like Mac schools and Sunbelt schools, here's they, a little inside game, baseball. They want to pay the buyout. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's if you root for a team that's not in the Power Five, they can't afford to pay buyouts. They don't have $2 million. It, it, a million or whatever it is laying around. They're much lesser buyouts, but they can't pay that. They don't have it. That's a significant part of their budget. So if you're the coach at a lot of these group of five schools or one double A schools, most of the time you you last at least until the last year when the buyout is absolute bargain basement. No, this dude, they've been terrible since he got there. He's in year three. Yeah. Is it Scott Leffler? Leffler. He's three and fourteen. He used to be the OC at Auburn. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. About. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm. That ain't no offense. Uh, 11.4 points per game and then literally 310 rushing yards per game against other Mac schools in mm. five and five games against Mac schools. So uh, I, I would say this, the one thing I wrote about this, and I'm sure I'll say it more than once, is over the past few years when they played teams like Georgia State or whoever, they let them hang around. They let them hang around. And so you cannot let these guys hang around. Oh, I don't think this place is totally different. I would, I wouldn't get yeah. cute though. I mean, I, I would come out and I would run it down their throats. Yeah, just as, oh, as I'd m- run, I'd just run my off. I think just their talent alone. I don't think this. I think this is a different situation. I don't. Georgia State that was a pretty quality team. They ended up, you know, beating some other Sun Belt teams and, and actually doing really well. I think they were fighting for first place. But uh, yeah, this this is a totally different situation. They should go out there and be like, this is like playing against uh, maybe. You know, fifth string guys, and they should be able to go out there and pretty much dictate and do what they want to do offensively anyway. Defensively, they just let their big horses up front get after it, and that's what the difference is between a Mac school mm-hmm. and, you know, an SEC school is in the trenches. Yep. Skill levels are all over the place. Maybe they're a little shorter or something like that, but they got skill guys all over the place. You got to get them the ball, though. So if you got that heat and that pressure, then all of a sudden now you're affecting the quarterback. So. Yeah, I expect domination the whole way through. I think the mindset, the culture is all changed with Hypo and his staff. So, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. Were their favorite like by 30-something? 34 and a half. 34. Yep. Ooh. Ooh, I may, I may even go I may go up on that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even a game. I have no, I'm not a great right. I don't bet anything on games. But, yeah, I would say so. I mean, they were last in the MAC, let alone one of the worst teams in the country. Yep. And it's the same players coming back and coaching staff. No, nah, they should be so hyped, uh, Tennessee, with all the fans back there and the pageantry. I just they, they're gonna be pumped up. I man, yeah, this is I, I'm a, I'm gonna predict 42, 42 point win. Well, that the, the, college football is so much different than pro football. We were talking about this in the post game show the other night. You know, like a field goal in a pro game, a, a touchdown is a pretty big win for a, a pro team. And and you look at point spreads in the NFL, it's like two and a half, mm-hmm. one and a half, one, <laughs> three and a half. If you ever see like eight or nine points, you're like, whoa. Ooh, that's pretty big. And if it gets to like 10 or so, like if, you know, the Bucks play, whoever's the worst team. But in college football, first few weeks of the season, it's like 34 and a half, and we're like, no, oh, they'll beat them worse than that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. First of all, you, I don't even think they're going to be able to line up and go against that offense. I mean, they could, somebody's going to blow a coverage pretty quickly. If, yeah, I, I, Bowling Green's riding their whole season off of this one game. We got to look respectable. <laughs> Not to win, we got to look respectable. Well, I hate to say it, but in, inside of the administration there, they're thinking we got to bank this $1.5 million. Or whatever they're going to make. On oh well, yeah, yeah. That's they, probably they, the going rate. That's a given. That's already that's already deposited. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on its way right now. Yeah, go ahead and uh, <laughs> let me give you our routing number. You go ahead and send that to the bank account here, and uh, yeah, we're going to bust those guys down to Knoxville, and oh, uh, we'll be good to go. <laughs> bust them down on Friday. Spend one night of hotel room. Feed them in a hotel. Get them a you know to go box of uh, whatever it is that we eat on the bus, and we'll head our merry. Well, the green does have some orange in their in their colors. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're sort of like the Browns. They're like orange and brown. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. Although I don't think they've handled those colors as well as the Browns. I like the Browns uniforms. Bowling yeah, green me too. That's just so too much. much going on. What are they? The Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, I remember that from back in the day. Did you ever just like just run buck wild over the Falcons in your? 
in your ball state. Well, days. I wasn't playing offense. I don't know about me running buck wild. Yeah, just but, like uh, covering guys and tackling guys. And uh, I don't, I, I don't recall really. <laughs> Who did you hate? I think, I think actually, I think Nick Saban. Somebody big name was there coaching at the time. I can't remember. But I, yeah, but. Uh, I, I I pretty much uh, dominated every team we played in the MAC. Well, that's why you got that's why you got drafted <laughs> in the NFL. All I did was play man to man or the receiver, and I would play press every play, or I'm blitzing from the corner, and then I would affect the game that way. And that's all. I mean, in totality, that's really it. And then, you know, there's a couple of times I dropped a couple of interceptions. Jumping up right in front of the quarterback and almost intercepting the ball when he releases it. Well, you, you would have like played four yards away. You would have played a Nick Saban coach Toledo team. Toledo, then, Toledo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was Toledo. Toledo. Another Ohio team. Okay. Yeah. Who did you hate? If you're Ball State, who do you hate? Because every team, <laughs> one day we'll just do this. Who do you hate the most? But I'll ask you today. Like, well, you talking about in the MAC? Yeah. Who was your Who was your rival? Like Ball State and this team. They hate each well, other. I mean, Bowling Green was up there. The hate back then. Uh, okay. Uh, Toledo, yeah, you you, well, you you hate out Miami of Ohio, but you didn't you didn't have like the team that you hated the most. Mm, I mean, I'm sure we the they were rival, you know. I think Bowling Green may have been up there, rivalry game, but nah, not really. It was all the Michigans, Central Michigan, Eastern okay. Michigan, Western right. Michigan. It was never a team to me. Now you know the school maybe, but for me it was like I'm going to dominate whoever we play. <laughs> you hated all of them. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, we. we we play Clemson. <laughs> That's I'm, right. I dominated them. You had a good game against Clemson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, putting it on tape, man. Yeah. All right, here's what we'll do. When we come back, we will talk Titans. You want to talk about anything you saw Saturday night? You, you, you want to make your fi- you want to make your final case for Sargent or for Kinsey or for Woodside or Derek Roberson, any of those guys? Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline is wide open. 615-737-1045. We'll also give our Ding dong of the week. And this is a double ding dong week for me. I have two. <laughs> two ding dongs. Mark Spain Real Estate making that happen too. Mark Spain's a busy guy around this radio station. Ding dong of the week as well. Maybe your ding dong of the week came about on Saturday night with the uh, Titans or somewhere in the preseason. But we will talk Titans, ding dongs, and more next. Blaine and Mickey. College football is back. I mean, there's already been some games, right? Maybe you watched them on Saturday like I did. And if you want to have even more fun with college football, how about FanDuel Sportsbook making this week one even more exciting? Right now, all customers get a risk-free bet on any week one game. That's right. You place any week one bet. You get a refund in site credit if you don't win. Now, Blaine and I have been talking a whole lot about this Tennessee Bowling Green game. FanDuel right now. Check out Play to Mickey 1045 The Zone. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, hey, it, it, if you got friends and family down in that uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, yeah. Gulf Coast area, I check did. on them. Mm-hmm. We are sure it. thinking about those folks. It just it looks awful down there again. And uh, they went through something 16 years before to the day. Crazy? With Katrina. 16 years to the day. Hide wow. drops. So sending nothing but love to that's such an awesome bunch of people down there and they eat and they drink and they have a great time and they love life and they love football and all the things that all of us love up here. So uh, if you got a chance to help them in any way, help them. I know there are lots of 
churches and organizations that send disaster relief teams. And, you know, if you can throw a buck or two anybody's way or American Red Cross, you spend your money however you want. But uh, if you can help them in some way, feel free to help them. I, I know they would appreciate it. Again, that's a bunch of good folks down there, and they're up against it. Uh, Titans roster will know who the 53, at least the initial 53, is tomorrow by 3 o'clock. And if they do it like they usually do, it'll drop at 259.40 you know, as we're walking out of the studio. But uh, they've already made some cuts, the Titans. We'll get to our ding-dong of the week in just a minute. Mike Otto weighs in and says, I have a strict one ding-dong rule because I said I have two ding-dongs this week. It's <laughs> part of our Mark Spain uh, ding-dong of the week that we do every Monday. So you can just make plans to share your ding-dong with us weekly on Monday. They waived cash. Uh, cash money. We'll just call him that. He's a linebacker and been here too long. Nate Brooks, who's defensive. Thank you. Uh, Nate Brooks is defensive back. Uh, defensive lineman freedom and Lucas keeps is it a- Aiken Muladun? Aiken Muladun. Aiken Muladun. Sure, I was yeah right. They waived him, so he has his freedom from the Titans. Uh, safety Clayton Gathers, who was one of those guys that had kind of come in, and we were all sort of watching him like this guy's got a chance. Well, he's cut loose, so maybe if his future is here, it's on the practice squad. They also waived outside linebacker John Simon, and when I got here today, I was talking to. Uh, uh, one of the guys in the hall, and he said, are you surprised John Simon got cut? I said, I think I would have been, but we were doing the postgame show on Saturday night, and we were talking about guys who might get cut, and that's the first name you brought up. And you just said, just, I, I, well, you can say what you said, but you brought his name up in the postgame. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut that guy. Yeah, well, I, I think he's a veteran guy. You can get him later down the road if need be, but uh, I just uh, some of the younger guys were, to me, had a better get off. Uh, really, and that was all I was watching for to see his first two steps. And when you start getting older, that's probably where you lose a little bit. Uh, but understanding the system and knowing what to do and being responsible, veteran, pros, pro, and all that, he he fits the bill. So I think they felt like not a huge risk to let him go, more so with the younger guys who are kind of stepping up their game. So he, he did what he was supposed to do. It's just that the younger guys, you know, stepped up and played better. Uh, so And they bring the special team element to it. So... I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see if they pick him back up after the season starts or mm-hmm. uh, after you make your official uh, 53 and then maybe a week or two in or maybe down the road he comes back. If you get that guy on the practice squad, the practice squad used to, if you had a X amount of experience, you couldn't be on anybody's practice squad, right. but they waived that rule. And I'll tell you, of all really the like things that, that the NFL has done over the last couple of years, these COVID practice squad rules where it's 16 people and it doesn't matter how much experience and you can protect a handful of guys each week. This gives so many more people a job. Yeah, opportunity. No, yes. I, I really love it. Now, you know, once COVID, maybe next season, and maybe it's only 10 on the yeah. practice squad, I, I still like the option where you can keep a veteran. Maybe you limit it on to one or two, but I, I really like this over four years. Uh, but I, I really uh, I, I like the uh, implemented uh, plan for COVID. Uh, remember, I wanted to expand the rosters. So if you don't expand the roster, uh, then doing this is kind of the same thing for me. I, yeah, I want more. I want, you know, like 60 guys to be dressing on game day. <laughs> well, or what if you went to 60 on the roster and 53 dressed for game day? Or or I don't right. know. But More guys need to be It's dressed. 17 games, and, and Blaine, you've said this, and, and we all are paying attention. It's going to be 18 as soon as they can push that through. As soon as they can push it through, it'll go from 17 to 18. So now you're asking guys to play 18. At that point, I think – you. You you have to expand the roster. 
mean, I, maybe keep the practice squad the same. It's a billion-dollar league. It's not like they don't have enough money to pay the guys on the a few extra guys on the practice squad, or even to pay however many more guys to be on the regular season roster. Because here's the thing: you'd make even more TV money because you're offering more regular season games. Yeah. So, uh, well, I look at it just like you do. Yeah. So I, I think they should, but maybe they only do one or two guys. Maybe you get an extra quarterback. Because my whole thing is. That's what they want to see. What do you do if both your quarterbacks go down? Yep. And you don't dress your third guy. Well, you got somebody's going to be in there doing option or drop back passing at some point and see if you can still win the game. Uh, and they, I, I think they like that. I, I think they really do just to see if you can manage through that. But yeah, 18 games, once it gets to 18, I, I really believe it's going to get to 20 at some point uh, while we're covering uh, the NFL and the Titans. Uh, so we shall see, though. I don't know. They're really finicky about it. I, I think they should expand it now. Oh, I do too. Now I know that's going to take you know moving heaven and earth to do it, but absolutely, I think they need to expand the rosters. I think they need to keep the practice squad squad rules the way they are. Um, this surprises me because most teams. People ask me when I was at Arkansas State, we had five college football coaches in five years, and as soon as the season would end before the bowl game. We lost our coach every year on like December 4th or 3rd, whatever. It was the same day every year just because the way the calendar fell. The last game is always the first Saturday of December, last regular season game for everybody. We would play that game. Then two days later, the coach would be gone. So it was right around the same day in December. And people would say, they need to change the rules. And I'd say, nobody's going to change the rules because as sure as they might hurt you when you lose a coach, if you've got to hire a coach, you need to hire your guy as soon as you can. So you're going to hire some guy from somewhere else, and he's not going to get to coach their their bowl games. But why teams have not created some kind of roster exemption for a third quarterback where everybody could keep a third quarterback? Maybe it was a 54th spot on the roster, and everybody gets to make that the third quarterback. You can keep a third quarterback as as, as that number. And if you know if you wanted to keep four, then shame on you. You got to use another roster spot. I don't know why you wouldn't do that and develop quarterbacks. Because there's no World League. Remember, like, Kurt Warner played in the World League? Guys used to go get snaps in real game situations. And then all these other little leagues that start up, they all die. The Alliance and everything else. Like, Logan Woodside got some snaps in the Alliance. Mm. He got some snaps. And if you ask him, he'd probably tell you, hey, man, that helped Very me. valuable, yeah. I don't know why teams can't work together to try to figure out how to develop quarterbacks. Give them a spot, at least, you yeah. know? Lee in Nashville wants to check in, talk a little Titans. Lee, welcome in. Thanks for calling the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline on Blaine and Mickey. Hey, guys. I just have a quick question, and you may have just answered it. How many guys can be on the practice squad? And does it matter different positions, or do they have to kind of, you know, keep one position for each for each player? Lee, that's a great question. Um, it went from 10 to 16. 16. Right, and you can bring any guy. It doesn't have yeah. to be a certain position. So if you want to go, let's say, all offensive linemen on a practice squad, you can do that if you decide to do that. And the other thing is, and this is interesting to me, I, I didn't know this until a few years ago, yeah. you can pay guys on the practice squad anything you want. Oh, yeah, that's how we got Logan Woodside. Remember, somebody <laughs> tried to pick him up. Uh, one of well, Alex Tanney one year. It was Alex Tanney. Somebody Alex tried Tanny. to sign Tanney. He was on the practice squad. it was the Bengals. It was the Bengals. That's yes. what I'm talking about. And he yeah. had even been with the Bengals, I think, before yeah. briefly because he was like. And that got him a big, I mean, a big contract. I mean, he had like a, four, you know, 400000 
you know, contract or something. He was on the practice squad. They agreed to pay him a full contract salary on the practice squad because you can. So you, as Blaine said, hey man, if you were down on offensive linemen or whatever, you could just load it up with those guys. And they do, and, and for Lee or for anybody who might not know, because we just talk about this stuff like everybody knows about it, they practice. They run the scout team. They run the look team. You know, you might have some practice squad receiver who played three years of quarterback at Alcorn State or something, and you're like, hey, man, we're going to play Kyler Murray this week. You're going to be him in practice. So those guys will play real valuable roles sometimes in practice each week. Yeah, you know, what is really fascinating is that you're also still developing and you are also still have to be in tune to the plays that are put in weekly because you don't know somebody may get injured not only in game but also at practice. You may be the last man up. So you got to pay attention not only to your offensive defense side, special teams as well. And those guys are practicing like madmen out there. They are running around with their butts on fire, and I mean moving. They're at game speed daily. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going like they're playing in a game three days in a row. And I I loved it because the guys would go hard and – Got to respect them and, you know, just say, hey, man, these guys, you've been there, done that, and you realize that, hey, man, this guy's got some potential if he continues to grow and develop, not only physically but mentally, uh, he'll have a shot. Got to seize the moment, though, when you get your just a crack. You got to seize it. And that is their – and that's their foot in the door. So, like, yeah. Mason Kinsey, I feel, I feel 100% sure if something happens – and he gets cut, and it sure seems like a numbers game for him. I, I feel like they put that guy on the practice squad tomorrow if he clears. Same for Sargent. Same for a bunch of these guys. That we don't know what's going to happen to him or not. We don't know. We don't know who's hurt or who's on the COVID list. Although, by the way, the other couple of moves that got made today, Brian Hill, the backup running back, got put on injured reserve today. Uh, and Ben Jones got put on the COVID list. Oh, man, that, that makes me a little scary. That's rough right there. Because this center depth for this team – I mean, Munyer's hurt. Remember, he got hurt. So, Cole Banwart was out there playing center. Um, so, yeah, they. I wouldn't be surprised at some point. Maybe they have to make a move for a backup center. Aaron Brewer just came back. Maybe he's set. Maybe he's okay. But it's not like he's practiced much or anything. Well, they're looking at offensive linemen that's going to be out there. They have to be yeah. for, for depth. Uh, right now, Brewer and Dylan Radins is the backup. I think I, I would feel... And I'm sure they have one of the tackles, whoever doesn't win the spot there at tackle. But, man, I sure would want one more. One more guy that's a veteran guy that has experience. But I I don't know. They may not go that way because Dylan's going to be guard tackle. They have, like, three guys fighting for one position at the tackle. So they may feel like they have enough. Because people don't realize only, like, eight linemen dress. Because, I mean, you know, it's only the fives out there, and that's why you have to be multiple and you got to play guard center or – Tackle guard, and that's that's why they're preparing Dylan for all of that. I think people who are fans of college football, they don't it, it just it doesn't register in their mind how different a pro football roster is than a college. And that's roster. hard to do, by the way. People act like, oh man, yeah, you can play guard, you can play center. Totally different footwork, wrong different hand down, foot in front of the other. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's I mean, it's no different than if you're playing corner on one side and you switch to the other side. It's almost like you're being right handed and you switch to left hand. Yeah. So it's not quite as easy as maybe people think. Uh, now, most guys are have played one side or the other, but you still have to go back to, you know, your techniques. And sometimes you have habits that you don't really know until you start, you know, playing the opposite side and you start saying, man, I'm used to reach. I'm still reaching with my left hand. I should be reaching with my right hand because now I'm getting off balance 
on my shuffle steps. I mean, you know, it's just something that small. And that's all the, you know, some of these experienced pass rushers need. We need to do our ding-dong of the week. Mark Spain, real estate, making that happen. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we say, don't be a ding-dong. Use Mark Spain is the way we like to uh, describe it. So uh, each week we do two things. On Friday we call our shot, which, by the way, Perry weighs in on the Zone TV chat. You can uh, join us and join the discussion every day on Zone TV, no matter how you want to consume that. Perry says, I took Lucas up on his lock this weekend meaning the shot that he called. I went one step further. I took Illinois on the money line, money, which I think Lucas and Mickey both called their shot of uh, Nebraska getting beat by yes. Illinois. Six a, and a half points, right? Double shot of Nebraska heartbreak. Double shot of Nebraska heartbreak. But, uh, yeah, not only did Illinois cover, they beat those rascals. Yeah, I'm a Brett, yeah, Brett Bielema. I like him. And they kept, hey, man, they. What happened to Scott Frost? Did he just not know how to coach all of a sudden? I don't know. He could coach at UCF. He sure good. Yeah, he, he was really good. He won a, he won a national, national championship. championship. He yeah, got a they ring. Got, they got, uh, there's a banner up in the bounce house to prove it. Down it's there. just the way they beat continuously beat themselves. Yeah, oh, they beat themselves. They shot themselves in the foot over and over okay. and over again. But uh, that was that was a couple shot calls. So uh, Lucas making Perry some money. That's always good to hear. All right. Ding dong of the week. I have two. Lucas, you want to go first with your ding dong of the week this week? I thought about making it Nebraska related and the Nebraska player that fielded that punt and just kind of threw it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that panic moment. You just throw it. Guy field, a guy turned around from the five-yard line, ran backwards to catch a punt over his shoulder, caught it on the goal line, started to fall down. By this time, there are, there are tacklers, would-be tacklers approaching him. So he just took the ball and threw it out of the end zone. Ended up being ruled a safety. He just he just threw the ball out of the end zone. It went out of bounds, right? It wound up sort of veering out of bounds. He just threw it. He just threw it back into the field to play. Like maybe somebody else could do something better with this than I could. And all he had to do was let it bounce, and they would head the ball on the twenty yard line. Yeah, just catching it, just the way he was backtracking to catch it. He caught it on like the two, and it was just a bad situation to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I, I want that to be my ding dong of the week, but. Just thinking about it, it's not like I could do any better. So I'm going to go with the hundreds of thousands of people that paid money to put on the Paul fight. I, which brother was it? The Jake Paul fight against Woodley last night in which Jake Paul apparently won. Anybody that paid their hard-earned dollars to watch that fight, you are my ding-dong of the week. How many people you think bought that? I mean, they, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about those train wrecks like that? I, I can resist buying them, but I would love to know from somebody who bought that one of Lucas's ding-dongs, to call a 615-737-1045 and go, hey, man, here's why I always watch those things, and then just explain it. I would love to hear that from somebody who bought it. I would no too. judgment. I'm not going to call you a right. ding-dong. It's your money. You spend it however you want. Was it Was it a – I mean, it was ding-dong, I mean, but was it a good fight or no? I, I don't know. Paul won by decision, apparently, but I, I don't know. I mean, those things like the – Floyd Mayweather had basically come out and said, I am the best – legal bank robber alive because you guys keep taking this money talking about the logan paul fight which was just a total farce when they went at it so i just anytime those guys are involved in something like that anything youtube star turned boxer anything else is just i can't do it the cringe is too much for me i can't wrap my head around it so i i'm sorry i i can't i can't uh can't justify spending money on watching that hey, just speaking of weird things that happened did you guys see in the pro game yesterday where the guy intercepted the punt no. Was, it, was it a Browns player? He went down on punt coverage, 
and pushed the punt returner out of the way, and he caught the punt. Is it a penalty? Yeah, they call him for punt interference. Right, yeah, the punt return interference. Punt return interference. He went down and moved the guy out of the way, and then he caught it. He moved the punt returner. Out. He bumped him out of the way and fought him for the ball, and he caught it. Oh, that he is naturally that, the, that is the ding dong <laughs> of the week. I mean, really? I mean, hey, man, you got to hustle. And was that it was what? like, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to get this ball. Where does the special team? <laughs> oh, meanwhile, on, here's the this. whole deal. He thought he was doing something so great. He thought he was doing the right thing. He had no idea that that was a penalty. That's what's so <laughs> I have to find the guy's hey, name. Man, I'm going to get down. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to move the putt returner out of the way. He never thought that that's pass interference. No, he moved him out, he moved him out of the way. Oh, where in the world? Oh, man. Uh, who did the Browns? Browns played the Falcons. Yes. Yeah, last preseason game of the year. Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Uh, Mayfield looked pretty good. Hey, Josh Rosen looked okay coming in at the end there. He, yeah, he looked. He, man, yep, uh, man. All right, I'm Browns gonna. Yeah, that that's 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 the ringleader there for the ding dong. All right, I'm gonna have to find this punt yeah, interception. Yeah. Got pushed the returner out of the way and caught. All right, we'll share the rest of our ding dongs when we get back. Uh, we got a ding dong on Twitter that will uh, that was sent down the hall. <laughs> by our guy Brett Batchelor, who works here. So he is participating as well. Um, Dallas has one. <laughs> Dallas has one that he has shared in the in the Zone TV chat. We'll get to all those. We'll get to all that when we come back. Also, if you want to check in, you can do it. 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey, 1045. Ding dong. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hope everybody's doing great out there on this Monday. Uh, NFL teams cutting players and starting to mold their rosters all around the league. Uh, we certainly should know everything by 3 o'clock tomorrow. But right now, our ding-dong of the week segment rolls on. Maybe uh, you think the Titans are a ding-dong if they cut a certain player. Whatever it is, you can let us know, Joe. And Oliver Springs. Joins the discussion now via the Mark Spain hotline. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for calling. Hey, I've got a ding dong, and I'm just wondering if anybody else caught this. Uh, Blaine, uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate everything you've done for the Titans, and I'm a big fan of yours. Um, the fourth down call that was the the that were stretched through the red flag, the the challenge flag, wasn't that fourth down? Down, but it, they were going for it on fourth down, and the refs and everybody missed it. And that resulted in the interception that turned out to be a touchdown. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you're blowing some minds here, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, well, we're... he was ch- he was. Yeah, so let's kind of go through the play. Let's. So it was. I thought it was third it was down. Four, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was down. fourth down. They were going for it on fourth down. But I think he might have thought that they 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 were going to get a first down, like that they were going to measure it. I thought they got a first down. They well, that was the the play was a first down, and then they challenged it, and it came back that it was it was an incomplete, incomplete. pass. Uh-huh. So it should have been fourth down, which would have negated the play, and and that means the Titans would have taken over right there. Yeah, but if he didn't challenge, they would have gave it a first down. Right, that's what I'm saying. 
they they challenged it and they overturned the call, which would have been an incomplete pass, which would have given the Titans the ball at that spot. Oh, so you're saying it was fourth down? Oh, I thought it was third down. I thought it was no, third that's, down, that's, and then they punted. It was a fourth. It was a fourth down call that they, you know, they went on it. They went for it on fourth down, and it was, you know, and so they didn't get the pass. So it should have been the Titans' ball at that point, and then that's when Logan Woodside or Matt Barkley threw the interception that returned for a touchdown, oh. and that would have oh. made the difference in the ball game. Oh. I'm not sure on that. Maybe you are right. I, I, I thought it was third down, and that uh, that's why they challenged. So. Yeah, this says – I'm looking at the play, the play-by-play. It says third and eight at the Chicago 32. Mm-hmm. Field short pass to R. Adams, pushed out of bounds for an 11-yard gain. Uh, Tennessee challenged the pass completion ruling, down. and the play was reversed, and then it became fourth, fourth down. down. Yeah. Correct. It wasn't fourth down when they went for it. Yeah. So there you go, Joe. Uh, again, anyway, th- that's at least what the the account of the game says yeah. that it was on third down. Because I'm thinking, boy, how could we have all Trust, we would we would admit, especially on Titans Radio right after the game. Oh, my, Coach Backwell lost his mind if something like that happened. He would have been down on the field, uh, placing the ball in the right spot himself. But this says third and eight. It was overruled as a first down. That's so why he had to challenge. Yes, if not it would have been a first down. Yeah, it, if not it comes back fourth down, then he punted. Because right. it was three yards past the sticks. Yeah, it was an eleven yard pass. So Great then it came back, and that was that was fourth and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about stretch, man. Stretch, man. I didn't know who stretch was, and now <laughs> stretch is the man. Yeah, everybody knows stretch. After he almost won his coaching debut, man. Uh, all right, people are lined up now with their ding dongs out. So let's uh, let's roll through some of the yes out on the phone on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Kevin in Nashville next to share his ding dong with Blaine and Mickey. What's going on? Man, my ding-dong is the same thing. So I watched the game the other night, and uh, maybe maybe the play callers got confused or whatever, but that play was fourth down. Was it? So the play where the guy throws the pass, they were, they were saying this is fourth down. If you go back and watch the game, and, I mean, as we were keeping up with the downs, it seemed like it was fourth down to me. Okay. And then all of a sudden we challenged the play and they allowed him to come back and punt. That should have been turnover on downs right there. But I don't know, maybe the official play call shows something else, but you go back and watch the game review, that they had that as fourth down. Ooh. Maybe the the side just had a first down or, or the T V everybody had a fourth down. Maybe they made a mistake. Hey, I, I got this thing taped, Kevin. Thanks for the call. And and I'm always willing to say there's a real good chance that I missed something. So, oh no, we could have actually missed. I mean, even if they were paying attention to it, and maybe they they were saying it was fourth down, maybe they made a mistake, or maybe it was. I, I have no idea. I'm just following by what what happened in the game. I I didn't pay attention to the downs. That, that's why they got stretched on the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> stretch mine should have stretched out there and uh, and, and so, tried. So to fix sorry if that, that's the case. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're gonna make me curious. I want to go look it up. Let's uh, let's get. It. Go back and watch the hook. Let's get uh, Cousin P in Nashville. Two people now. Another person calls in and says, so then I'm going to believe it. Like, they're right. Let's see what Cousin P is Hey, guys, what's going on? What's going on? I'm calling to say similar, but I'll I'll tell you this. I think what happened, and this is going to lead to my ding-dong, is they had fourth and eight on the screen at that time, but it was actually third and eight. We all saw fourth and eight on the screen, but that was wrong. So that leads to my ding dong, which is the presentation. They were doing that all night. They were there was oh, a play wow. where it was like third down and 
I don't know, 13, but they had it as first and 10. So that wasn't the first time that they messed up on screen uh, during, that, during the broadcast, man. So I think that may have cleared some things. But once again, I could also be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was third and eight when they went for it. Okay. And then they punted it, but it showed fourth and eight. That fourth makes me sense. On the screen. On the oh, screen. Thank you, Cousin P. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, that's man. Easily... I could be wrong, guys. No, I think you're right because that's I... how people get confused because they thought it was fourth and eight. So why did they have to challenge? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Zone TV chat is filled with this. Adam says the TV broadcast had the wrong down on that drive. Uh-huh. Uh, he said the the radio broadcast had it correct. The TV broadcast had it wrong. Um because yeah, we wouldn't have missed it. I, trust me, I would have been on that one. Well, uh, Mickey, we're in here listening to Mike Keith and Coach Max, so that might be why we didn't get confused. Yeah, we. I turned down the TV. I never listened to the TV. Well, well I, was I was watching the TV, and I, I just don't you, listen to nobody. <laughs> and I just watch it because I'm easily distracted. So I'm watching. So I never saw that. So that's why I said, hey, I'm, I'm able, I might have missed that. And I, I don't think I would have missed it. But, yeah, you know, accidents happen. Yeah, these are so all. Good to hear that, that they put the wrong thing up on the screen. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought this was five different I people I never commenting. saw that. These are all from Adam. It was officiated correctly. The TV broadcast confused me in the moment. The Vaught and Coach Mac had it right, he yeah. says. Well, I, I I put my TV on mute when I'm watching it so I can kind of concentrate because I get the people talking or, Too you much. know. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's messing up my mojo and my concentration <laughs> and everything else. Uh, sometimes I'll have the, the radio on uh, listening to, to, to Mike Keith and crew. Uh, because it's entertaining at the same time, especially uh, Coach Mack. <laughs> All right, real quickly, are you going with the punt interception guy with the Browns as the ding dong, or do you have a a, a spare ding dong as well? No, no, remember I already gave my ding dong. My ding dong was Coach Hypo announcing that Joe Milton was the quarterback. Oh, you just oh that was right off the top of the show. Yeah, you I went just got a top turnbuckle right there. Just the ding like, dong, really right from the top. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. We were all ding-dongs for waiting on I mean, it. <laughs> man, I think everybody knew who the starting quarterback was uh, by this point in time, yeah. All right. That's, that's, I know he has to make a formal announcement, but I know. Uh, really? You might as well not even told us now. We're going to wait and just say, hey, man, Curiosity made a guy some extra fans and just see who was quarterback. Lucas yeah. might have uh, gone then. It was like a radio tease. He was waiting. All right, we had Lucas's. I said I had double ding-dongs. Here you go. I'll make them quick because Lucas is going to tell us we got to get to this break. The Mets players were giving, giving thumbs down to the fans. Heavy Baez and, and a couple other players. Oh. When they get hits, they get to the bases and give thumbs down to the fans because they were booing them. The Mets are 9-20 and 20 since the trade deadline. They have dropped from first to third. The fans are booing the Mets. The players don't like it. Uh, That's so, what they get for not signing a record. Well, there you go. So, rocker, rocker. (laughs) The Mets just ding dongs all around, and the dad who was at his son's. This has been about a week ago. He was at his son's college announcement, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, he's not. He's he's. It was a dad. He goes, "Yeah, he's a lazy kid, but you know, they're gonna love him in Oregon." Uh oh. He said where the kid was going. Oh, right. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> he gave it away. He yeah. gave it away. Oh. People milk these things and jump out of planes and put a hat on a puppy and everything else, and the dad blew it for his son. That's my double ding-dong of the week. All right, John Glennon said to join us. We'll get in all this Titans roster discussion and who's coming and who's going. That's all just about 25 minutes away with John Glennon of Broadway Sports. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.